You're listening to the Auburn Express. What's up and good morning, War Report family. It's your guy, Ike Jones. We are here with another morning drop. Auburn looking to potentially add some more depth to the wide receiver room. Let's talk about some of the offers that have already gone out and the status of that current room. Y'all know how we do right here. War Report style, just drop it on them. Yes, indeed. Morning drop here Tuesday morning, April 25th. Your guy, Ike Jones, Mike G uh, in here. The morning drop. Mike G, how we feeling this morning, baby? Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, we got a, a, a little bit of news. Yeah, a little bit. It's I mean, it's, 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 it's been slow. I mean, like, if we're being honest, it's been a little slow. Uh, as far as the news is concerned, I thought we were going to have more transfer portal action popping off. Hasn't been a lot of guys leave, and we haven't really had any guys commit. So it's been it's been slower than expected in in terms of the transfer portal thus far. Indeed, uh, Auburn's got to get it going uh, here. The the portal is not going to stay open forever, right? <laughs> yeah. And so I would like to state Brian Harson got lambasted for not getting anybody in in a portal period. Uh, yeah. so, uh, I think, you know, I, I personally still think it's not the end of the world. If you freeze doesn't get anybody, because I still think the plan should be develop the guys you have. However, yeah. you know, it would be nice if they could add, uh, some depth to that. Cause I'm assuming kids aren't done jumping into portal from Auburn. Although we haven't heard much on that front. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the thing that I think is, um, delaying maybe some of the panic from the fan base is that we haven't had a lot of attrition, from the portal from our from our end there haven't been a lot of guys jumping into the portal mm-hmm. so they're not thinking to themselves oh my goodness what's happening but at the same time i think that there is a bit of i don't know a cautious uh tentative uh, there's a pensive feeling okay. i think about whether or not we're going to make any significant upgrades if people are as down on this roster as they have been chirping about i don't see why we wouldn't want to have some sort of upgrades. Maybe it's because it's not a quarterback, right? Like if, if we get a quarterback, I think everybody's happy. Um, I don't know that there's any targets that are out there that people are like, Oh, we got to get this guy. Right. So I don't know. We'll see where it goes. But, uh, but there has been so far um, from what I've seen, offensive line and wide receiver really have been the places where we've been focused. There's been a couple of edge guys, but today we're going to talk about a couple of wide receiver targets that have uh, at least been offered by Auburn. I don't know how much traction we're getting back in the other direction. We'll start with the one that I know has at least shown some interest in reciprocity, and that is Jordan Hudson, the transfer wide receiver from TCU. Uh, So Jordan Hudson, a kid from the Dallas area, if I'm not mistaken, there in Texas, played for TCU and, I mean, a little bit of productivity. He wasn't, like, earth-shattering, but... Entered the transfer portal recently, offered by Auburn, and had a visit scheduled to Auburn. What do you know about TCU transfer Jordan Hudson? Uh, listen, this kid played one year at TCU. Uh, he signed his letter of intent in 2021. Uh, you know, and as far as on the field play, uh, he had 14 receptions for 174 yards and three touchdowns. Like, uh, now that may not sound like gaudy stats, but definitely does not. But compared to the guys who are in the room currently. Believe it or not, that's more that's more experience than a lot of guys that Auburn currently has have in college yeah. football. So, um, you know, three touchdowns, 
Like, <laughs> like our receiver had three touchdowns on, on our we team. We were not uh, throwing the ball for touchdowns uh, right. very much last year. So, yeah. Right. So, um, we'll see. Like I said, I mean, the first-year kid last year um, had a ton of potential. Uh, obviously, TCU went far in college football last year. Uh, so, um, now, with only 174 yards and three touchdowns, I can't say that he was a huge part of that, but um, this right. is interestingly enough. This is Jay Fair's former room um, teammate. Yeah, I think they played what middle school together or something. Yeah, like that. yeah, they used to play together. So, um, you know, this kid is coming in, and you know, hopefully, you know, he likes what he sees. Uh, I'm all about Auburn adding depth, uh, but it's still the development game with a kid like this. I, it's still yeah, the development sure. game. Yeah, he's he's not going to come in and light the world on fire without having a little bit of help from our current staff. Jordan Hudson, the TCU transfer, has been offered by Auburn. Um, to your point, he has some connections to the current Auburn roster with Jay Fair. Had a visit scheduled. I did hear that possibly that visit has been canceled, so I'm not sure if uh, what's going on there. Auburn's not thought to lead for this, by the way. It, it's looking like SMU is the likely landing spot. Mm. He wants someplace close to home. Um, so we'll see what happens in that situation, but there is another kid that hit the transfer portal recently. Auburn has already made an offer to him. And that is, I want to make sure I am pronouncing his name correctly. Montana Lamonius Craig MLC is what they call Mm -hmm. him for short. Montana Lamonius Craig from Colorado. Yeah. One of those guys, um, this is, this is something that should be familiar to Auburn fans has an amazing spring game. And then losing <laughs> for that team coming up in the fall. transfer portal literally the very next day, or well, not the next day, but maybe like uh, well, I think it was the next day. I think he hit the transfer portal uh, that Sunday, like right after the spring game. So right. already been offered by Auburn and like eighteen other schools. Like he's got offers coming in all over the place. Um, you know what do you think about this guy? Uh, Twenty three catches for uh, three hundred and fifty nine yards last year. Um, so. You know, he was averaging 15.6 yards a catch, also three touchdowns for this young man. Uh, but uh, this is his third year. So he came in in 2020, had one catch. In 2021, he had 10 catches for 123 yards and two touchdowns. Um, again, not super gaudy stats, but right. he was on a 1-11 team last year. They were terrible. Yeah, they were awful. <laughs> uh, so sometimes you can have super talented guys on really bad teams. Now, when yeah. Dion came in there, I, he was like, why y'all ain't going to be here? And- so I, I wanted to hit on this point. Continue where you're going because there's something very interesting I want to point out in regard to this. Continue what you're saying right now. So, Dion comes in. Let me, let me, let me <laughs> make sure I'm not parts for this. And he instantly sends the message, some of y'all ain't going to make it. It feels like one of the Marine movies where, like, they're, they're trying to be a, a a Navy SEAL, and it's right. like, only one in ten of you guys are going to make it through this program. The other nine right. will fail in everything in life, right? And um, I am in the minority that doesn't know if I like that message. Now, while that may be true, I'm not sure you have to say that to a lot of these kids. Let them compete. Let the, let the chips fall where they may. But um, he had a great spring game. Uh, kind of similar to how a guy on our team had the best catch of the spring game and then dipped right after. Uh, and he's out. So 
There's apparently something that he doesn't like about what they're doing there or what direction that program is going. A lot of people don't like what's happening in Colorado. Right. They had like 18 transfers after the spring game happened. So I, thought, I thought it was 13. I don't, but they brought in like 22 right guys, right? Yeah, so, no, I mean, listen, it's not that they're they're not they're not hemorrhaging, but it, that's a lot post spring game. Yeah, especially yeah. when your spring game literally just happened in like the three second days ago. portal period. Yes, yeah. that is a lot. Um, and I think that is getting past a lot of people. In the first portal period, I would be like totally normal. Yeah, guys are trying to get into spring someplace else. Right after you, when you know you have to transfer out of conference to have thirteen guys jump the portal. <laughs> wow, well, uh, so that's, I don't, I don't know what the packs uh, d- thing is around whether or not they can transfer with. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. It might not be that's the same an rule. SEC thing. So the SEC, I think, might be the only Power Five conference that still has a rule where you can't do interconference transfer and play for that school in the fall after a certain date. Right, so, that's true. But the thing I thought was interesting about this that I wanted to point out in regard to this wasn't even so much about what Coach Sanders did or Coach Prime did when he got in there. It was that his number and it was specific that Dion was like you can't be number one when you ain't that guy you got to be him if you're gonna have an, a, a, a one digit number his number was number one last year in the spring game his number was not number one it was 15 okay so in my mind he was like okay so Dion don't think I'm I'm that guy he waited until he got his shine on the ESPN stage uh, in their spring game was like I put up some gaudy numbers this is all I need. It was a little bit more tape for y'all to see. I'm out. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see. And he got, again, he got a, a ton of offers from all over the place. Um, I, As normal, I have not done any exhaustive looks at any of these guys. Listen, I'm going to just tell y'all straight up. If you're looking at me to evaluate somebody who's not on our team that we have not signed, I don't have that much time in a day. I'm looking at players that are on our team trying to figure out what we actually have in these rooms. Um, and so there's not really a lot to even evaluate on guys that have like 10 catches in their entire career. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, listen, I, I looked into him. He's actually got a pretty good catch radius. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, he's got decent speed. Uh, he could, he would add something to Auburn's wide receiver room, certainly. And, you know, he, you know, where I'm at with this on this guy is, you know, I believe I'm of the opinion that there's still talent in this wide receiver room. Now, I, I, I agree with that take. I was, I was, at the baseball game, and I ran into a few guys. I ran into uh, Caleb Wooden and Jay Fair, and uh, Coy Moore was out there. Coy Moore, yeah. Uh, Eugene was out there. And, uh, you know, I just asked the boys, I was like, hey, what y'all going to do this year? Right? You know, Jay, Coy, those guys are very confident. They're very confident in what they can get done. Um, I also had the pleasure of running into Donovan Kaufman uh, at Bucky's. <laughs> I was at Bucky's, Mike. Uh, I. And uh, Donovan was like, Mike. And I'm like, hey, Donovan. And he says, uh, how you doing? I'm like, oh, great. I said, hey, man, what we looking like? Like, straight up, what we looking like? And he said to me, if we can get, bring the quarterbacks along, this looks nasty. Hmm. So if we can bring and the I, quarterbacks I see, along. I, that, that's the take that I agree most with. Yeah. Is that really, if the quarterback can do what they need to do, there's enough talent around that quarterback to be able to do some amazing things with this. Yeah, offense. man. Listen, he likes the guys around the quarterbacks. Um, he's just, uh, yeah, they just need some more development from just from a defensive a defensive guy standpoint, right? Right. Um, so uh, I'm telling you, I think that you know, you add a guy like this, you add another guy who can go up and get a catch for a quarterback, and it only means good things for Auburn next year. 
uh, because mm-hmm. we depending on how the quarterbacks develop, you may need a guy who can go up and just catch anything that's thrown near him. Near him. Right. Right. Uh, I, I feel like the better quarterbacks usually have at least one guy who can do that. And, uh, you know, I thought I thought Camden Brown showed flashes of being able to do that last year. We just Definitely. didn't throw the ball a whole lot. <laughs> And they're definitely going to throw the ball more under Hugh Freeze, so we'll see. Anyway, I I, I like Lamonius Craig. Uh, uh, it was funny when it flashed on the screen when I was watching Colorado Spring Game, and I was like, "Hey, Craig Myers, like he's still in college? <laughs> it's like it's like his, like his ninth year." Uh, but no, it's Lamonius Craig, and uh, uh, he's you know, like I said, I, I think he would be a good addition to the the wide receiver room. Yeah, no, I I think that. Um... What we're looking for is an outside receiver who can stretch the field. Um, so I talked a little bit about our receiver room the other day. Mm-hmm. I think it was Sunday. I was talking with C about this, and I did say something incorrect. I was corrected off screen about uh, the speed that we potentially have at receiver. I didn't think that Amari Kelly was a bla- was a runner, and I I was corrected. Amari Kelly apparently can 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 pick him up and put him down okay. a little bit. So we do have Amari Kelly on the outside who can do a little bit of the damage that's necessary to take the top off. But I do think that they still want someone who's got a little bit more speed and is a little bit more acclimated to what this staff is going to require from mm-hmm. their receivers. Because this is the thing, right? They put a lot on these receivers to be able to make post-snap or post-play call adjustments, right? So at the line of scrimmage, this is what the play call is. Now we get there and we line up, we see where the defense is. This is something that, um, who was the guy that we were talking to, former receiver, um, help me out, Mike, um, the former receiver that we had came come in and does breakdowns with us. Uh, Devin um, do? Yeah, Devin was talking about being able to recognize where the safety's lined up, where your linebacker is. This is all post-snap adjustments, and you and the quarterback being on the same page with, I need to break this route off here. This is where I'm going to you know, shut it down so I'm you know, in the zone. And uh, something that our guy Ed Darby talks about, just reading grass, right? And a lot of people aren't, haven't been asked to do that in a lot of the systems that they come in, especially in high school. They don't have to do that. They just go and they say, all right, well, it's a post route on this one. I'm going to go out here and I'm going to run the post route. This is the depth I need to get. Mm-hmm. This is where I need to to go and, and bend my route. This is how I'm going to at the top of my break. All things that are good to be able to do, but certain systems require you to make sight adjustments with how you're going to run the route. And you and the quarterback have to be on the same page or it looks ugly, right? And that's what we're facing right now. So I think people being a little too... uh whatever about Coach Hugh Free saying the quarterbacks aren't where they need to be or the receivers aren't where they need to be, it's a big change. There's a lot of things that you have to figure out. And so it's not unexpected that there's still work that has to be done because right. they haven't been in this system long enough to get that work done. Absolutely. Uh, so hopefully they're going to be able to find some guys, whether they're dynamic guys, whether they're guys that have a bunch of da-da-da, they've at least had the work of trying to work in this type of system and they have the talent to be in a power five program or they're in a group of five program, but they are the standout player within that program. So there's a lot of opportunity out here that is still yet to be realized. I think on this roster, as they continue to grow in this system, war report family, you are listening to the morning drop where we talk about the most recent and relevant Auburn sports news. We broadcast live from the war reports, YouTube channel on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern nine central time. You're welcome to come watch it live, but the live chat is reserved for our YouTube channel members only. So come on by, 
become a member, and get active in the best Auburn sports community on the webs. We'll be right back after we pay a couple bills. Drop! Thanks for sticking around through the ad break. Now here's the rest of your morning drop. We are going to head over to the comment section and see what you guys have to say in regards to this wide receiver room. There seems to be some spirited conversation going on right now about the wide receiver room. I love it when you guys come in here ready to talk. Uh, let's go and start with our guy, Corey Weber, who says, and this is kind of where a lot of the conversation in the, the chat has, has originated and says, can we realistically expect to land an impact transfer wide receiver with the QB room being unsettled very good question there mike i will let you take the first bite at this apple what are your thoughts on this i don't think that receivers look at this as much as a lot of people think they do um especially coming in um now i think they look more at the system and whether there will be opportunities to catch the ball than they do at who's throwing it uh, personally, that's that. I think that's a very fair point. Continue. Yeah. So um, I'm not sure that this is going to matter. I think Auburn is a big enough name in college football. Um, you know, Hugh Freeze has made enough headlines. You know, it's going to be about selling the system and the opportunity to catch the ball. That's it. Right. Like, you know, receivers get more frustrated not getting targets than mm -hmm. they do errant passes coming at them. <laughs> So, you know, uh, no one has to come here and block, right, I, uh, forever. Yeah. So I think it's going to be more about selling system than it is, oh, we got a great quarterback that can get you the ball. These, a lot of these I dudes are just like... more to maybe guys coming in as true freshmen um, that want to commit than it does to the transfer transfers. guys. Yeah. Because those guys weren't getting a ton of targets where they were likely. So they want to go somewhere, to your point, where they feel like they're going to get targets. Yeah, an opportunity to go catch the ball more than where they were. I'll say this: Can we realistically expect to impact to, to land an impact wide receiver? Pause. No, not during this transfer period. Can you realistically expect to like forget the QB situation? It's unrealistic to expect to get a impact receiver during this portal period, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Right. If we had a dynamic QB, it would be difficult to get an impact wide receiver during this portal period. Right. Now. With the continuation of that statement, with the QB room being unsettled, I will piggyback on what you said, Mike. I do think that it has a lot to do with the system that they are going into and how many targets they can realistically expect to get. They want to know, are they going to get snaps and targets wherever they're going? Yeah. Now, the QB situation may be an impact if it's between two programs where they feel like it's equal on snaps Correct. and targets. Correct. Right? That could be a differentiator in those two things. But- I'd wager to say that that's not really usually in situations where the QB is settled. The wide receiver room is also settled. Like right. they're not really looking for a transfer target at wide receiver. So that's not going to be as big a thing. Um, so I would say that I don't know how big an impact the wide receiver room and QB thing are going to be together unless it comes down to two programs and you're deciding, OK, well, who's the guy that's going to be throwing me the ball? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think it's a tiebreaker. Yeah, who's throwing me the ball is kind of is more of a tiebreaker in this scenario For than, sure. than it is. Hey, it's, again, especially during this portal period. Now, right. if it were off season portal, that I think that's a big reason why you didn't see a lot of big names come to Auburn because they were like, "Well, I don't know really how they're going to implement a system there. I don't know who's going to be the quarterback coming into the spring." I think that that's a bigger deal than it is during this portal period. For sure. 
Dana Jones jumps in the conversation and says the Colorado wide receiver seems to be the type of player that Coach Hugh Freeze is looking That's for. That's what I'm saying. Um, I'm just saying, like, I think he fits the catch radius deal that he talks about all the time. And, uh, you know, we'll see. So I think I think he fits. Um, and uh, <laughs> it'll be funny to see him leave Colorado and come to the SEC and ball and Dion let him yeah. get out of there. So, you know. It is what it is, but the kid saw something he didn't like. Yeah. Uh, Todd Jordan jumps in the conversation and says, at Corey, what's unsettled? Robbie one, Holden two, Brown three. Uh, yeah, listen. Based on what we saw, I believe this to be accurate. Uh, TJ is set to graduate this summer. Uh, mm-hmm. And... You know, he's going to have some options in terms of just being able to get out of here, right, uh, for a second time without penalty. I, I expect him to do that. He's got one year left to play. I, I don't think he should stay in an unsettled situation about whether he's going to start or not, unless he's already looking past football, right, uh, to do something else in life. And we've heard about kids on the team that possibly are, you know, transitioning their thinking from playing football later to doing what they're going to be, being pro at something else. Um, so I'm not sure TJ's there. So, um, that being said, you take him out of the equation. I I think based on the spring game that does leave Robbie right now, until we hear about them bringing another guy in, which I don't think it's a guarantee they're going to get. Right. Right. So (laughs) everyone said, Oh, he's got to go get somebody. He's got to go get somebody. And I'm just like, in the second portal period, who's jumping in the transfer portal. I I think that's why. So people were so stuck on McCall. Like, mm-hmm. because he was the best looking guy out there available to Auburn, r- realistically, that could have come here, mm-hmm. and, uh, that had decent stats and ability. Right. So people were stuck on him for that reason, not because there was some great possibility that he was going to end up here, because he showed a little bit, because our staff showed a little bit of interest. And he looks better. Well, I mean, he showed interest in us, right? Like, right. he was the one that was like, hey, what you guys got going on down there? And that got everybody excited, thinking, oh, transfer quarterbacks want to come to Auburn? What is this? Right, right. But he was like the only, like, name in the portal realistic to Auburn that had any appeal. Yeah. So people got fixated on him. And, you know, he may or may not be coming. I mean, it's looking like he's not right now. But... uh you know, you're going to have to develop one of these guys in here, Robbie Holden Brown, yeah. I think, right? And if you are a Holden fan and you wanted Holden to stay, this is, was your best case scenario, <laughs> right? I think Holden yeah. will accept being the number two on the squad this year, especially because if Robbie starts, you don't, like, you know, again, you know, you guys kind of disagree with me when I say, like, you know, oh, I think it was maybe it was B when I was like, yeah, you know, he might, Robbie might be a little injury prone. Hurt no, in high school. That, that was, I, I didn't, I didn't say, I, I said, I don't know if he's injury prone. He has had an injury history, but I don't right. know if he's injury prone. Right. Yeah. yeah. So he gets hurt. <laughs> and if you're holding, there is a likelihood you may find yourself in the game for one reason or another this year. Uh, so, you know, and I like, I like, I would like to see that young man uh, get a shot, you know, if circumstances, Arise that he could get a shot. So, Robbie Holden Brown, I, I I can't disagree with this. Yeah, I mean, I think that that is a pretty accurate statement of where we are in the quarterback room right right now. now. A- again, uh, 
understand that TJ Finley is still on this team, but signs point to him not continuing to be on this team as the fall approaches. But we'll see where it goes. I think a lot of that has to do with whether or not a transfer portal quarterback comes in and, that's and not, the status of what his prospects are post-graduation. And that's not us taking a shot at TJ, right? Like, I mean, no. he's just, like I said, this he came here to try the Auburn experiment. He's, you know, this is his second coach here, his third coach in as many years or, you know, in four right. years. And it's, it's just time, man. It's time to, like, go find some place where you can get some tape like we've been preaching, right? Because uh, you want to go to the next level, it's really hard to do that if you don't have anything on tape. Yeah. Uh, Haley jumps in. The conversation said it's not a matter of what he can do. It's a matter of what potential wide receivers in the portal have on tape already to say, yes, I think I am going to get a ton of action from this guy. So speaking of just kind of the quarterback situation as to whether or not a it's going to impact the decision of a wide receiver making a move to Auburn. Um, so I think Haley is agreeing that the quarterback has something to do with it. Um, but again, I didn't say it has nothing to do with it. I just don't know that it's the top thing that's on their mind. Yeah. I just in talking to these guys that I don't get, I've never gotten that impression. Um, yeah. that, uh, yeah, there's an assumption when you go to a major division one college program that, you know, they're gonna the, the coach is gonna pick the most capable guy to deliver the football, right? Yeah. What I think matters more is system again because if you're gonna run read option, right? Like you know um, where they keep the ball on the ground and it's just pitch run keep all the time and you're out there blocking. I think that matters more in terms of them picking a school, right? Guys want targets, they want balls thrown at them, man. It, it, it's you know it's kind of like you know, you know, you're you're running up the court in basketball, Ike, right? And uh, you get behind the defense five, six times, and the guy who you know gets the rebound, the outlet guy, never sees you, mm-hmm. never sees you, and you're down there open. It's like, damn it, just <laughs> throw the ball down here for an easy bucket. It gets exhausting, right? Running, running around to get open, and nobody ever finds you. Right. I think that's why a lot of guys like playing with LeBron because he will find them. He'll at least find them. Yeah, right. and then throw an accurate pass, right? So, I mean, these guys want to be—they want to be looked for. And if you give them enough opportunities, I think it's enough to keep most guys happy, right? Connect on most of on on some of them, right? Uh, but yeah, I don't know, guys. I just—I don't think that the QB situation is as detrimental to attracting wide receivers as a lot of fans think. Yeah, I mean, I, again, I don't—I'm not going to say it has zero impact because that's silly, right? But. Again, during this portal period in specific, I don't know that that's the biggest factor and why guys are choosing to go where they're going to go from the wide receiver standpoint. Mm-hmm. They just don't want to go to if you're leaving a school where you weren't getting many targets or or, or having opportunities to get catches. You're not going to want to go to a school where all you're going to do is block for 80 percent of the game. Right? right. That's that's pretty much what it comes down to. You want to go to a system where you feel like they're going to throw it around a bunch you know, and you don't care if those are five-yard tunnel screens. Cool. Just get the ball in my hands. Let me go out here and do something. Give me opportunities to go show people what I can do on tape. Because here's the thing. Um, there was a whole cut-up of um, OBJ when he was with the Browns getting open mm. over and over again and not getting the ball. All right. Right now, again, this is this is an exaggeration because OBJ had put tape where he was that guy when he was with New York, right? right. But they were just like, get him out of Cleveland, look what what he's doing to these DBs and never touching the ball. He needs to go somewhere where they're going to target him. And it was on plays where the ball was getting thrown, just wasn't getting thrown to him. 
Or right. the quarterback was out there like dropping back and then he's getting under pressure, throwing the ball away type of stuff. And they're just like, yo, why is OBJ not getting the ball? But if you're in a system where you're not even having an opportunity to go down there and be a potential target on those plays and you're getting open a bunch of times, you can put that's the thing. You can put that on tape. You can put on tape. Yo, I'm always open, bro. They just never throw the ball to mm-hmm. me. But if you're always open and they just running the ball a bunch of times, it's not the same impact. You see what I'm saying? Like, Absolutely. so I think that there is definitely credence in the fact that who's throwing you the ball matters, but a system that allows you to show I can run my routes properly. I know where to, you know, cut myself off in the zone. I can get open against coverage. They're just not throwing me the ball or they're not throwing me accurate passes. That actually means something to people who know what they're looking at. Right. Right. Now, listen, if you can't connect with a receiver, it might have something to do with why he's like, I'm out of here. Yeah, true. Yeah. But coming in, I just uh, like you don't know until you know. And so, you know, I think those these guys care more about how much are they going to throw the ball and what percentage of those passes are going to go to me. <laughs> Correct. Uh, TK says every wide receiver can't go to Bama or Georgia. Also, your program has to be elevated to attract the best players. We're not there, obviously, to put it all on the QB is nonsense. Yeah, I mean, it's again, system programs that like, yeah, he's not wrong. I think it's yeah. a little different when you're talking about portal guys who are looking for a spot, especially in the second portal period. And we're talking about recruiting, mm-hmm. you know, out of high school. This is dead on. Right. The, yeah. the rules are a little different for portal transfers. Yeah, I just I, again, I, I think that uh, right now you're you're just not going to find stud receivers anyway. So you're looking for a guy who can be a depth piece, a little bit of a project. Right. Because they haven't if they've shown that much at where they are and they're leaving during this portal period. That means that there's something else going on there like this. It doesn't make a ton of sense for a guy with a lot of productivity you know, in Colorado's case, you know, they do have receivers who were their leading receiver last year. But I mean, again, Colorado was terrible last year. Mm-hmm. So that's like, and this is going to sound disrespectful when I say his name. That's like people, you know, throwing a, a pity party over Kobe Hudson leaving. It's like, I, I get he was the leading receiver for Auburn the year before, but like Kobe mm-hmm. Hudson wasn't a big impact player. And he's got a bunch of talent. I'm not saying he's not talented, but it ain't like he's down there at UCF lighting it up. But right. he is also running Gus Malzahn's system, which is not very friendly to wide receivers. I don't actually know why Kobe Hudson, a guy who can actually catch the ball, would go to a system where they're never going to throw the ball. Right. That was a poor decision on Kobe Hudson's part. So I don't, I just, I don't ever understand it. Like I get, he wanted to go anyway. I'm not going to stay stuck on Kobe Hudson. My point is that just because you were the leading receiver for a team the year before does not mean you are an impact player immediately where you go. The That's next facts. That is facts. It is what it is. All right, man, we're going to get out of here. We appreciate you guys jumping in here to the morning drop. As always, War Eagle, we are out of here. Peace.